Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. clubs are closed but I still want to do stand-up I think we just got to get people's roofs get a mic and amp that's all we need hammer crew you Dom a few other people we shoot it we cut it up that's the special good Insane election, right? You can tell this is a big election by the celebrities who are telling you to vote. It's people we're not used to hearing from. I'm seeing tweets like, register now, and I'm like, Charlie Sheen. This is bad. Did you see the one where the celebrities were all naked telling you to vote? How are they going to up the ante in 2024? I'm Stanley Tucci, and I'm jerking off on FaceTime to remind you of the importance of this year's election. <laughs> There's two people fighting for free speech right now. It's comedians and, uh, and racists. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I didn't think we'd be joining forces on a mission, but you know. It's just weird to see skinheads saying things like, we need to protect the First Amendment. I'm like, I guess I stand with the Aryan nation. I don't know. It's, it's racist like the First Amendment, because you could say racist shit and you get away with it, though, you know? Racism is free speech the way, like, a tomato is a fruit. <laughs> Technically, but if you put it in a fruit salad, it is going to fuck up the rest of the fruit. So that's... <laughs> that's an issue. It's, I guess it depends who's saying it. Cause I've, had, I've had friends of mine call me Jewface. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then the people I don't know that well call me Buddy, and I'm like, I do not care for that. <laughs> that's, that was annoying. Everyone thinks their free speech is at stake. It's not. You can say a lot. I got a death threat recently. Like, I just said, I want to kill you. 
and I end up having to show it to a cop, and the cop goes, he said he wants to kill you, not that he's going to. And I was like, yeah, but that's an annoying loophole. You gotta give me that. <laughs> cop says, someone did that to me, I'd kick his fucking ass. I was like, cool, so you're gonna do nothing and call me a pussy. That's fine. <laughs> Serve and protect, officer. Serve and protect. Feels like we're doomed. Don't you, if, if there's a God, don't you feel like God is up in the sky right now, flat screen TV, every country's a different channel? I feel like America, we're like the Bravo <laughs> of God's cable package, where he's like, look, it's entertaining, but these people are fucking trash. <laughs> God watches six straight hours of America, like, ugh, I hate myself. <laughs> Gotta start reading again. Growing up now must be the worst. Kids just beat the shit out of you, and they emotionally fuck with you on the internet. Cyberbullying feels, right? Like, when I was a kid, it was AOL Instant Messenger, not so bad. You had to make sure your parents weren't on the phone to cyberbully, you know? You had to be like, Mom, get off with Grandma, I'm trying to ruin lives, okay? Shit. It's a bigger, it was a bigger deal. Cyberbullying, now, I hate when older people are like, I used to get the shit kicked out of me, log off. I'm like, all right, first off, it's hard to log off. It's very addictive. And second off, you know, who wouldn't rather be assaulted than psychologically tormented? What would you rather get, a, a wedgie or catfished? <laughs> a black guy will heal, you know it won't, is uh, taking a greyhound to Syracuse and being like, I thought you'd be a woman, this sucks. <laughs> this is the worst 13th birthday ever. <laughs> that joke got sadder and sadder. You're the roommates? Oh, hell yeah. This dude, this dude came straight out of Woodstock. I like this guy. He's like, look, I had to stop at a festival. <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. What do you do for work, man? I'm a designer. A designer? Fucking, of course. <laughs> Only a designer would have the balls to pull this off and be like, you know what? It's working. I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. What kind of designer? I work for Cosmopolitan. Oh, hell yeah. Cosmo. To giving women bad advice for decades. <laughs> Cosmo. Ladies, this is what he really wants. Silence. I've never seen that article. I've never seen a Cosmo article. Give him peace for one day and everything will be great. Are all you guys in finance? No. No? What do you do? I'm a real estate agent. Real estate. All right. And, you, and your mom's in real estate, too? His mom. His mom? All right. What do you do? Uh, I work at Amazon. Fuck. Part of the problem. But I do. <laughs> hey, wait. Unless we sell this to Amazon. In which case, very good people. And I'm going to handle this like Trump. Hey, they could be great people. We don't know. We don't know how they feel about me. <laughs> You have to invite more people than you want here because people just bail. These aren't Hamilton tickets. This is a rooftop comedy show. They're just like, oh yeah, I don't need to go to that. You so know? I just wrote, hey, mass text. Anyone want to give me their roof tonight? Someone just said, I can't make it tonight. I've got COVID. The honor code, baby. <laughs> yeah. My homegirl, Paul, who was messing you from Puerto Rico? Yeah. You say hi to Sure, hi yeah, what's up? Yo, Pallavi. Yeah. Hey, Pallavi, what's up? It's Sam. Oh my god, it's Sam! How fucking good! I found out about you during quarantine, and you got me through quarantine. So oh, thank I, you. It's been great to meet you. Oh my god, this is so cool. Listen, you got, I got you through quarantine. You're meeting me. That's like if I met uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking on meds 
Uh, I recommend it. Uh, you ever do this Google search, how much you could drink on the meds you're on? That's a, I just go with the article that matches how much I feel like, uh, like drinking. I'm like, according to the medical journal of Guadalajara, um, I can have as much as I want. This is awesome. And it's outdoor drinking now. This, this started as spring break. It very quickly became um, end of the world vibes. But either way, cheers, you know? I was, I was drinking on, on the street in this uh, neighborhood. I was having a drink on the sidewalk. And this waitress comes up to me. You can't hear a word they're saying because this is Manhattan. So she, she didn't even ask. She just does this. I was like, damn, small businesses are getting crushed. This... This sucks. Now, you feel the divide when you go on the road. Like, I, I love going to different parts of the country. It's one of my favorite things about America is, you know, going to, like, Kentucky or a place I never would have gone, probably. And I went to the racetrack in Kentucky, which is, it's amazing. I was, I was the worst-dressed person there. I was the only one who didn't look like a, like a villain in Django Unchained. But I walked to the racetrack. They, all the horses have ridiculous names. There's always, like, one that's a little too crazy. They'll be like, in third place, Moonlit Garden. In second place, Autumn Nights. And in first place, Touchy Uncle. I'm like, wait, what was that? What was that last one? Touchy Uncle, and they're like, the champ. That's it. I like the South, man. They, they still do Civil War reenactments, which is kind of weird. They're very hung up on that L. Um, they want to talk about it. That's, that's weird that they do that. I asked the guy, why do they still do Civil War reenactments? He said, well, they give, it gives them a connection to their ancestors. I was like, that's not true. Because you would never recreate a fight that you lost. Right? You'd never be like, honey, remember that time I was wrong? <laughs> Invite some friends over. Let's run it back. <laughs> that would be awesome. You ever date someone and you're both in therapy? The fights take 10 hours. Every argument is like, I hear you. And I appreciate where you're coming from. However, you're like, ooh, that was my whole day. I heard a guy in Times Square the other day say to his girlfriend, shut up, bitch. And I was like, that is not okay, but he is crushing me in time management. <laughs> you know what women hate when you're, when you're arguing? They hate when you tell them to calm down. So now when she yells at me, I say, love your energy. <laughs> love what you're doing a little more. I'm annoying. I repeat myself. I, I said to her, I was like, man, I love this Thai restaurant. She goes, you've told me that three times. And I said, you're the only person that I hang out with anymore. You want to spend all your time with me, there's going to be reruns. I can't, I can't bring it every night. That's what a relationship is. It's like a TV show where the writing gets progressively worse. Because season one, you're like, this is good. Season three comes along, you're like, we should kill off a character. <laughs> We gotta keep people engaged here. I was on the phone with my friend the other day, and you ever just you not listen and then you guess at the end? <laughs> my friend's like, I don't know what to do about her. And I was like, I think you should fuck her. And he was like, my mom? <laughs> I was not present for all of that conversation. And I threw a Hail Mary. I'm not a good partner. I'm not, I don't, I can't date. I'm not, I don't listen. Women are always shocked, like, you're a bad listener. I'm like, yeah, but I speak for a living. You should have seen that coming. <laughs> I, bet, I bet most people are bad at the opposite of their job. I bet most terrorists are, are shitty architects, you know? 
I bet Bin Laden was a bad city planner, you know? Most audiences laugh at jokes. You guys are like, we are shocked. We are shocked and appalled. And then we laugh. <laughs> nah, man, this is uh, it's going to be good. So I had a... Uh, I had a br- what? The mic cut out? How, for how long? Four seconds, fuck. Just like how I have sex, guys. Four seconds, and then I'm like, oh, there we go. All right. Well, this is a good start. Um, this is... It's good when the mic doesn't work. It's good fucking juju. I only said juju because I see all the yarmulkes. That's why... I, that's why I said juju. <laughs> Are we good now? Yeah? This will work for our mics not working montage in the special. This has happened before. You have to hold the mic like this to make sure. It's like working the clitoris. It's a lot of finesse. Uh, all right, there we go. How are we now? Good? That's, that's a little rough. <laughs> Bobby, I don't know if this is... This is used to guitars. It's not used to a raspy Jew voice. So, how about now? Don't mind the, uh, don't mind the drone. <laughs> I know you guys, when you see eyebrows like this in American Drone, you don't have long. But uh, I will say it, it's going to be okay. Breakups are painful, right? Because your, your friend speaks to you in cliches. My friend was like, ah, dude, it's like a death. I was like, is it? <laughs> when my grandma died, none of my friends were like, thank God. Your grandma was the worst. And I was like, actually, she's going to make it. And they're like, we always liked her. She's a lovely woman. Oh, and you guys are snuggled up. That's fucking, that's good. You got, how long have you guys been together? It must be not that long. Right? Because that's, yeah? Two years? Wow, good for you. Yes, don't give him too much credit. We're, some of us are going through personal things right now. And <laughs> where do you guys meet? Church? Oh my God, what the fuck? I guess that's good PR for church. You never hear about the adult relationships that come out of there. What? Sorry. One of my best friends is uh, a Catholic guy, and I, I give him a ton of shit about the pedophilia and the priesthood, and he gets so angry. The other day he said to me, he goes, teachers fuck kids too. And I was like, I like that angle right there. That's good. Right, because I understand what he's saying. It's not a problem exclusive to the church, but he is making it sound like everyone does it, dude. Why don't you, why don't you just back off? And I've seen pictures of some of these teachers. We, it is a different degree of molestation. We're talking top shelf versus bottom shelf. No? I'm losing you? I've jerked off the teacher porn. I've never typed in hot, horny cardinals. You know? Yes. Hell yeah. Thank God for Hawaiian shirt guy. I would have been in trouble. That dude really carried that joke. Some of you guys are like, we're not so sure. He's like, I'm all in on this one. I too have jerked off to teacher porn. <laughs> teacher porn, man. <laughs> that is, is that, what's your go-to when you're watching it? Do you have one? Porn? Yeah. Girl on guy? Very, I got good news for you. The internet is loaded with it. Girl on guy. He's like, holy shit, this is. I am in luck. <laughs> That's the best fetish to have. It's tough after a breakup because I travel a lot, and when you travel a lot, you think of the person. Anything goes wrong on a plane, I, I'm like, shit, if anything happens, I hope she knows I love her. 
What do you think of as a single guy in that scenario? You're like, if this thing goes down, I hope my friend Phil knows I only liked him in small doses because he could be a lot. She's never at a one-night stand. I have. <laughs> and uh, she was like scared I was going to cheat on her of a one-night stand. I was scared she was going to fall in love with someone, which I think is way worse. She would send me texts like, did anyone hit on you after the show? And I'd be like, no. And I'd send her texts like, hey, do you feel safe with anyone from work? Because... <laughs> That would not be okay with me. <laughs> East Coast people drink. West Coast people smoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every time I say I'm going to have a drink, they always say, you should, you should smoke weed instead. <laughs> right? Instead. Like it's a similar experience. I drink to quiet the voices in my head. I smoke weed. It's like I had a party in here and only the worst people showed up. Every voice is like, you're weird looking. You're going to die alone. That's why I like alcohol. It's one voice, and it's very positive, you know? You have a few drinks, someone shows up in your head like, cool jacket. <laughs> you don't have abs, but you're right there, dude. You're... Love it. I smell some weed, and I'm not going to lie. I'm looking right at you guys, just by, just by profiling. <laughs> like, it's definitely coming from the band and the artist. <laughs> Do I want some? Of course, but I'm trying to put a show on for you guys. And it's going to turn into a very weird show. If every other joke, I'm like, why didn't you guys like that one? What was wrong with it? I was so drunk, like, probably eight months ago. I was leaving my friend's house. I hail a cab. It was six in the morning. I'm stumbling. I hail a cab. I get in the car. The driver goes, LaGuardia? <laughs> It's in the airport. And I'm wasted, so I just said, yes. He's just driving me to the airport as the sun is coming up. I've got no luggage. And then I finally sobered up a little. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. JFK. It's a better hug. They got a, they got a Shake Shack. Let's go there. Wednesday. Are you putting it out? I'm trying to see if I got a Wednesday show. I don't fucking know is the problem. We got two Thursday. Hey, Sam Morell here. Uh, you've got a roof for this Wednesday night. We will come. Cool friends, a mic, an amp. Nice view would help, and some white claw. We'll be there. If you build it, we will come. Hit me up. Let's do like a four mile radius. I don't know if it works that way. Oh, we got some people. Yeah, but there's like 150 people right now. That's a lot of people to blast. I can't do that. First one to text me, hey, rare Manhattan text. Private show. Private show, roof, starting in 20? Yeah. Is that real? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, my biological father, he lives in artist housing, which is weird because he's not even an artist in any way. Well, he's an escape artist. <laughs> <laughs> I met my biological father very late in life. I had a great mom and dad who raised me. My mom is my biological mom, but then I met my biological dad late in life. The term is legally adopted when he adopts you, even if you're not in a fucking orphanage. They say legally adopted, which is such a dumb term. Legally, what's, you could just say adopted. What's illegally adopted? Kidnapping, right? That's. Anyway, first time I met him, though, I go to his apartment, and he's just, he's petting a little cat on his lap. And I was like, huh, all right. He's like, yeah, I rescued her from the side of the road and I, I nursed her back to health. I was like, huh. So you did have it in you. 
<laughs> I run into him at the rec center. It's like the most New York thing to run into him at the Y. I because he goes there for physical therapy. I go there to to swim laps. You know. Which, you know, I know it doesn't look like it, but I do put work into this physique, unfortunately. <laughs> I see him at the rec center, and I, I was awkward. I just said, hey, and he goes, hey. And I just panicked, and I said, I'll be right back. And I just left. <laughs> and I feel like on some level, he had to be like, well played. <laughs> All done. <laughs> New Yorkers have more fun energy, even the crazy people. At least you're entertained, you know? I was on the train the other night late. This guy walks on. There's only a few people on the train. Just goes, y'all motherfuckers scared now. <laughs> just keeps looking at it. keeps going, y'all motherfuckers scared. And like the third time he said it, we're like, yes, we are scared. <laughs> this is the right response. You are chemically imbalanced. And there's only two of us. <laughs> yeah. I figured it out. You know when the worst time to see a, a homeless person is, is? Is right after you ate a bunch of sushi? That's the worst, right? Because they're like, I'm starving. I'm like, I know, me too. This sucks. <laughs> and I just spent 60 bucks, which is, which is the bigger ripoff, meth or sashimi? Who knows? I don't LA people, you, you eavesdrop, and, and some of the conversations, you're like, ugh. I heard a woman in the grocery store, she goes, my phone is like my baby. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> right, because phones get better every year. Babies have made little to no progress. <laughs> I can go more than two minutes without looking at a baby. You know? Yeah, you would never leave a phone on a stranger's doorstep. That would be insane. <laughs> right? Yeah, if you saw a phone on your doorstep, you'd be like, oh my God, why? Someone left it. Yeah, someone lost it. Yeah. If you saw a baby on your doorstep, you'd be like, this was on purpose, right? Here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Phones are better, right? <laughs> Man, LA, even the, the way they talk, New York, it's like there is like a there is like a togetherness. Even when you hate the people, you feel like a connection. Right? In LA, they're just all in their car all the time. In New York, you're like, you're right. We do use that excuse. You're like, I can, I can talk to anyone in New York. It's like, not really, though. You just get, you're like, 2 a.m. I can go to the bodega and just be like, how much for this pint of Ben and Jerry's? And he's like, $8.99. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> but we're connected, you know? <laughs> New Yorkers do, we do have like a way of talking, right? Where it's like, the, the ADD is so, it could come off as rude to a non native, right? You're just walking down the street like, dude, you need to break up with that girl. Great diner right there. You should go to that diner. Always a little distracted. Dude, you need to get that abortion. Chinese lunch special right here. Speaking of takeout, I mean, it's... Um, that crowd was great. Very cool. I flubbed the line here too, but uh, I mean, yeah. they were forgiving. They were cool. They were they were a little. I could tell tense. For so I like couldn't really feel like I'd go into the crowd really. You know, do, crowds are a little different, right? They're a little more tense. They're not like you can't really do crowd work, but uh, I think that's cool. I mean, like I'm down to just do material too. So we'll fill it out. Maybe the West Village will be a little more. We can improvise a little more there, but uh, you know, I'm down to just get the jokes too, and then the rest is gravy, right? So. So I'm in the bodega and this guy, he's like a crackhead, he's giving the owner a ton of crap and I was like, hey, is everything cool? And the bodega owner was like, oh yeah, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> it's like one of the good, he's one of the good crackheads. 
Because that's how you know New York is back, when the, when the bodega owners and the, and the crackheads are back like this. They're simpatico. No, it wasn't? Oh, I am. I'm professional. Oh, well, you should probably quit because that was really not funny. Why was that not funny? What you were saying was offensive. How is it offensive? I'm really interested in how it's offensive. I was talking about the togetherness and resilience of New York. I'm not trying to start shit here. Oh, thank you very much. Tell them. They're yeah, the worst. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's the comedian that they were talking about. Oh, really? I just overheard him. Right like, here? Oh, a comedian or something. She thinks know. I'm funny. No, he's great. I don't mean to interrupt them. Have a wonderful night with him. Oh, no, oh, you're no, not interrupting you're at all. You're great. Right. You're, making, you're making me feel better after that interaction. <laughs> no, hey, I, isn't that Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Have fun? You can fucking turn it around just like that. That's New York. Someone hates you at one stop. Right. They like you 10 feet later. I've never taken my shoes off to do comedy before. <laughs> this is the ch- I'm going to steal a pair of Jordans on the way out. I think, I think you got to trade up. That's my motto. Everything's a touchy issue now, isn't it? Like they're doing a, a trans superhero in a Marvel movie. That's a big story. Yeah, they're doing a trans. And you know they're just patting themselves on the back like we did it, guys. We did it. You know they're going to mess it up. They're so politically correct in those movies. There's going to be a supervillain like, you mutants are all freaks. Except for you. You're brave. But the rest of you, ah. <laughs> my cousin is trans. Yeah, and uh, my mom was concerned for her safety. I was like, look, it's going to be okay. Being trans is a lot like being a, a stand-up comic. Because at first your aunt and uncle were like, I guess you're doing this now. But then in like three years, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll start telling people. So. <laughs> Just put your time in. Pay your dues. My friend was talking about that trans Sports Illustrated model. You know what I'm talking about? He called me. He's like, dude, she's so hot, I can't even tell the difference. And I was like, yeah, I know you mean well, but that is a weird compliment to give a human. <laughs> like she's, I can't believe it's not butter or some shit. <laughs> but it's like, check out this impossible burger of a vag right here. It was amazing. I was watching mass shooting footage on CNN, and they did. Um, they show the footage, and then they and then someone cursed, and they bleeped. Is that not is that not our country in a nutshell right now? What you're about to hear might make you very upset. I, I knew this year was fucked when uh, when the Pope, the Pope said you got to give up trolling on the internet for Lent. I was like, I think we're doomed. <laughs> Right, because it used to be chocolate or cigarettes. Now he's like, try to not call a stranger on Twitter a jizzrag for a few days. 
Can you handle that? It's hard. Are we going to have PTSD from this? I don't yeah. know. A, a little, right? I feel like my PTSD is going to be like, uh, like you got a Zoom meeting and I'm like, I'm not going back to Zoom. I'm done with it. You ever just look at your phone when you get a scam call and it says scam likely on it? Yeah. I'm like, man, that's pretty impressive. It's predicting the motives of the call. I wish you would do that with every phone call. Yes. Your ex-girlfriend calls, still angry. You're like, all right, let's... We'll put this off to a later date. <laughs> I love those IRS scam calls. I got one recently. I said, hello. The guy goes, you're in a lot of trouble. I said, what happened? He goes, oh. That's, that's how I should have known it wasn't the real IRS. I don't think... I don't think the real government is like, oh shit, dude, you fucked up bad. So I said, what happened? He goes, if you don't send us seven grand immediately, I'm sending over the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the Upper West Side. Let me see. Let me see if there's parking for his horse real quick. I don't know. Yeah, man. Now, they, you know what the scam is? They want you to go to Walgreens and buy gift cards and read the back of the code because if you wire the money, they could get busted. But you read the code, they think they're all right. You should know it's not the government at that point. <laughs> I don't think the real IRS is that chill. They're like, look, if you don't have seven grand in cash, we do accept Baskin-Robbins. So we're, <laughs> we're pretty chill with the government. We, uh, we like ice cream. I, I hooked up with a girl uh, on the road years ago. I'm in, um, I'm in Michigan. I'm in the hotel room after the show with her. She's chugging a giant water bottle before we were sleeping together. I said, hey, is everything okay? And she said, oh, I got to hydrate before. And I said, yeah, cool. I might have misrepresented myself here. This is, this is a pretty low-impact activity, you know? Think, think elliptical, not treadmill. That's me, you know? And she said, no, I have to hydrate because I'm a squirter. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. You never see that Gatorade commercial, right? You... You should. Gatorade. Is it in you? I don't know. We'll see. And she got nervous too. She said, Does that change anything? I said, Yeah, the tip I leave housekeeping. I got to bring it now. So I'm telling my friend about it. He said, How was it? I said, You know, while we were having sex, she actually slipped a finger in my butt. Oh. Yeah. And my friend said, Did that surprise you? And I said, What? That she complied with my request? That's the male G-spot, folks. In the butt. Some guys say no. I've been. I've come back with good news. It's right there. Just a hint, like Tostito's hint of lime. That much. Because some guys are like, no, that's gay. It's not gay. The butthole's for everybody. The butthole's like a Broadway show. Right? Gays talk about it the most. But if you're a straight guy and you never go, you're missing out. Yeah, yeah. I call mine wicked. That's what I said. Yeah. Unless she goes in too deep, then I call it lame as. Uh, yeah. Right now we're hoping that people show up. How are you, man? <laughs> oh, hey. Sorry to interrupt. Looks like you're having a nice time. a fun person are you like a yogi or something you... you're a yoga teacher holy shit i can feel energy she's so calm and centered 
and her posture is so nice. <laughs> Matt, be very careful, please. You're like on the other side of the thing. You good? Yeah. I'm seriously, you're like right on the. Okay, all right. Safety first, guys. If he dies mid porn joke, do you know how fucking guilty I'm gonna feel? <laughs> I'm at his funeral. Matt died the way he wanted to. In the middle of a joke about me jacking off. <laughs> his mom is like, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst eulogy I've ever heard. Matt and I were just, we were talking about people who like, you ever, you ever talk to someone and they've got like nothing to say? They'll just be like, you ever see this movie? And you're like, yeah, and they're like, good movie. <laughs> And they're like, that's it? <laughs> that's all you got? <laughs> it's like, I, I, I was working with a comic once, and he goes, uh, to the crowd, he goes, he goes, any birthdays? And, and some of the crowd goes, yeah, it's my birthday. And he goes, happy birthday. <laughs> We're at a comedy club. That's all you got? <laughs> How do you guys meet? At a yoga. At a yoga? Yeah, at a yoga she class. was a teacher? Yes. And you fucking went for it? <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> It's a weird dream, but look, I, <laughs> you, you just, what do you say to her? You have a beautiful smile? You're lucky you're handsome. <laughs> that line does not work for everybody. You have a beautiful smile. Holy shit! Get away from me! That line, that line is reserved for people with your bone structure. <laughs> You know what is fun is some, some of these celebrities getting canceled for shit that we, most of us, I'm not going to say everyone here, but at least the men have seen porn of. Someone will say, this director auditioned women for his movies and then tried to sleep with them. And I'm like, that is despicable. I have masturbated to that exact scenario, but uh, it was scripted. So I feel like that lets me off the hook a little. I don't know. How long have you guys been together? Year and a half. Was it a dating app? No. No. Work. Work? Yeah. What do you, Where do you work? We worked at an investment bank. You were an investment. I thought you were gonna be like, I'm a director. She auditioned for one of my films. <laughs> and I was like, Lady, you have got the goods. That's great. So you work in an investment bank. Yeah. And and you guys just met and after work a party or something. Christmas party. That's where it happens, man. <laughs> Now, let me explain to you why entertainers get canceled all the time. Imagine a Christmas party every night. <laughs> it is funny watching comedians get canceled for jokes that uh, worked. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll roll footage of a comedian and the joke's killing. And they're like, this is despicable. I'm like, how about all the people who are laughing? That's why I record all my shows now. Because if I'm going down, I'm taking all you motherfuckers with me. <laughs> Not so funny when the tables have turned. <laughs> no, I watch too much porn. Uh, I was watching a porn the other day. Uh, yeah, the day. I have a good job. And uh, a Tuesday. <laughs> and this woman comes on before the porn starts and she goes, wouldn't you rather be with a real woman instead of at home alone jerking off? And I was like, yeah, but I got a meeting in five. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think I can swing it. Real women, you gotta, you gotta get them in the mood. It's like, it's like preheating an oven. Jacking off, it's like a microwave. It's not the same quality, but there's always time, you know? Hey buddy, how are you? Are you catching this? What do you think? I love this. 
What a time. It's always good when you get a neighbor heckling you and it's positive. <laughs> yeah, buddy, how you doing up there? Thank you, sir. Wow, he, he walked away. I walked a guy in his own home. I eat when I'm single the same way I jerk off in a relationship, uh, quickly and quietly over the sink. And then I get sad. I have a question for you guys. You ever, uh, you ever think you're a sex addict and then you come and you're like, definitely not. <laughs> Turns out I'm addicted to coming every once in a while. It's, it's actually pretty common. Years ago, there was this baseball player, Dumb and Young. He got really drunk in Times Square. He spit on a guy, pushed him, called him a fucking Jew. And the guy sued him for $10 million and it turned out he was not a Jew. So, that guy is the real anti-Semite. <laughs> He's like, what did you call me? A Jew? I will see you in a court of law. After a very uncomfortable phone call with my lawyer. Because, you know. Jew. Uh, because I'm a comedian, people like to tell me they're conspiracy theories. And as a, as a comedian, I like them. As a Jew, it's not my favorite. Rarely am I like, oh, you think the Holocaust was a hoax? Go on. I like, I like where this is headed. No, I like the really off-the-wall conspiracy theories. I don't like the generic ones. I like the ones that are like, Jared from Subway? I don't think he did it, man. He was framed by the bigwigs at Quiznos. No, I was reading this article on Jeffrey Epstein the other day, though. I don't want to divide the roof here. I think he was a pretty bad person. Um, I don't know the consensus. A few of you look like you might have dabbled on his island. But... I'm scrolling through my phone and it just says, it just, uh, have, you ever, have you ever read on your phone? It doesn't matter the article, there's ads. It's weird to be reading about a human trafficker and then every once in a while you're like, oh yeah, Nike, that's cool. <laughs> they should at least have to work the, the ad into the article, right? Like, like you think what Epstein did was low. Check out the prices on the new LeBrons. <laughs> this is crazy. I think you date women that are like your mom, right? That's just, just, you're a New York crowd. You've probably been to therapy. Uh, <laughs> I think you date women who are like, I do at least, you know. Because my mom was like a very overprotective mom. When I'd get sick, she would react like I had stage four cancer every time. And I'm looking for a woman that can match that intensity. It's almost like I'm auditioning her for the part of my mom. I'm like, I'm feeling sick. And she's like, it's just a head cold. And I'm like, Thanks for coming in. We're going to take this in another direction. So my mom would do the thing where she just reads me bad reviews, I guess. My mom would just call me and say, I read that awful review you got. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I assume it's the New York Times or something. And then I look it up and I'm like, Mom, TripAdvisor? We didn't, we didn't have to look into this one. We don't have to look at what every bad review says about me. So... I looked it up, obviously. It's from Naples, Florida, which is the worst week of comedy I ever did. And they give you one-star reviews like I had a good time in their city. One star. Yeah, you guys were fucking one star. I didn't like you. And then I had to stay in Naples. It was bad for everybody, is the point. Let me read you the review. On Friday night, December 14th, Sam Morell was inappropriate. I like that she gave the date like it's Pearl Harbor, you know? 
We had a family event planned for good laughs. Our son, daughter-in-law, adult autistic grandson, and his friend. Adult autistic grandson? I hope that's not how she refers to him in public. We'll be three for dinner tonight. Me, my husband, and our adult autistic grandson. He's like, Grandma, my name is Steven. Can you stop? Can you stop calling me that? <laughs> the first two local comedians were great, and the food was excellent. Then came Sam Morell, the headliner. He was a terribly bad choice. He spoke vulgar opinions that were not funny, degraded his and our U.S. president. <laughs> we can't even have the same U.S. president. That's how much she hates me. I'm like, lady, it's Florida. We're all on the same sinking ship here, okay? He degraded Naples. I did. Um, I did. And I'll do it again, too. Fuck Naples. Um, I'm not some snob. I've been to Reno, Nevada three times. I'll go back. I'll come back as long as you're not uh, horribly abusive as an audience. And he used autistic kids for a joke. I did not. I don't, I don't even know how I would. I just scanned the crowd. What is that? Some adult autistic grandson in the house? Why don't you get his ass up here so I can roast him? <laughs> Autism style. People began to protest. No one protested. I've, I've been doing this a long time. I've never had a set so bad that I've been like, shit, they're breaking out the picket signs. <laughs> he also said he would punish the crowd by going on longer. That's, that's, that is, all right, look. <laughs> Sometimes you hate the crowd so much that you're like, I'm burning this motherfucker to grab, you know? I could go back and sulk in my hotel room, or I could ruin their lives. <laughs> he could not address this without insulting the age group of retirees, telling them that they'd be dead soon. <laughs> Let me elaborate. I, I didn't say, ha ha, you're going to be dead soon. I said, I feel bad that this shitty comedy show is one of the last things you'll ever see. So... <laughs> She omitted the compassion with which I spoke. <laughs> Comedy doesn't let you feel good for more than a night. I'll give you an example. I did a gig in, uh, so this happened in 2014. I did Conan, the first time I ever did a late night set. Did Conan, you're happy to get there. It's a big deal for you at the time, right? You're like, fuck it. it took me like eight years or something to get there. The next night I do a gig in um, Virginia Beach, which, whatever, it's, you know, you show up, I'm happy to be working. I, I say, hey, I'm Sam, to the bartender. And she goes, someone needs to replace the urinal cakes in the bathroom. I said, cool, I'm the headliner for the weekend. She goes, so no? <laughs> yeah, that's a firm no. I don't, she said, well, I can't do it, I'm a woman. I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. I feel like it's a bad look for your venue if the guy whose face is on the poster is lurking behind people at the urinal. Can you speed it up? I'm on in five, okay? <laughs> Obviously, I bomb every show. That goes without saying. I get off, and it's not a Naples, Florida, comatose bomb. It's it's a Virginia Beach. We drink Long Island iced teas. We're not good people, bomb. You know. <laughs> so I get off stage. I turn to my left. I see a giant poster of a magician. So it gets my attention. His name is Stu. He's a handsome young magician, spiky hair, holding two doves very seriously. It's like, wow, what a weird poster. I turn to my right. It's Stu in person. It felt like magic. He's at the bar and he goes, rough set. I was like, yeah, you could say that again. He goes, you should get hammered with me tonight. And I thought, you know what? I can't sink any lower. Why the fuck not? So he said what became one of my favorite sentences ever. He goes, let me tell you something about this town. 
I fucking run Virginia Beach. <laughs> I think about that quote constantly. I was like, all right. And he goes, I'm going to take you, I'm going to show you the Virginia Beach no one talks about. And I was like, that could be any part of Virginia Beach. So <laughs> I've never heard a thing about your city. I don't think most people have. And by the way, then he just takes me to the bar next door, which was a bit disappointing. I thought we were going to see some seedy underbelly. I was like, I could have found this. And there's a long line. I said, let's just drink somewhere quiet. And he goes, oh, we're not waiting online. I fucking run this town. It's like, right, I forgot. <laughs> so we start cutting the line. People are getting pissed. He just, Stu just gives him the finger. I was like, this guy might be a lot. We get to the front of the line. The bouncer sees him and immediately goes, not tonight, Stu. People know this guy. And Stu goes, you better let us in or else. And the guy just let us in. That's all it took. That was magic trick number two. We're in the bar. Stu's buying everyone drinks. We're doing shots. We're getting wasted. He starts doing magic at the bar. He's a damn good magician. It's incredible. Women are gathered around. They're ooing and eyeing after every trick. After one of the tricks, he just grabs one of the women and starts making out with her. And I was like, holy shit, this guy might run Virginia Beach. This is, this is impressive. Then he just lets her go and he goes, fuck this shit. Strip club. I was like, ah, it's not really my scene. He goes, trust me. And I was like, damn it, Stu, we made it this far. What the hell? So we start walking to his car. It's me, Stu, his friend who's a designated driver. We get to his car. It's a very nice BMW that's been horribly vandalized. Stu falls to his knees and goes, no. Who would do this to me? And my first thought was, anyone. <laughs> I've known you 47 minutes. I could give you a list of suspects right now. He's huffing and puffing. He's like, why? And then he finally cheers up and he, he just looks at me and he goes, we're still going. <laughs> All right. We get in the car. He's cheerful on the way there. He even turns to me in the back seat and goes, you've never seen anything like a Virginia Beach strip club. <laughs> and then we walked in. I was like, it looks a lot like Tampa, honestly. But we're greeted by this gorgeous stripper. She kisses him on the mouth. And I was like, who is this guy? And he said, this is my girlfriend. I was like, oh, Stu, you lovable sleaze. I've known you for like an hour and a half. I've watched you cheat and I've met your girlfriend. I hope that when she busts him cheating, he at least handles it like a magician. She finds some cocktail napkin. Who is Denise? He's like, let me see that. <laughs> Magic. She's like, damn it, Stu, that was kind of cool. He's like, we get wrecked. Me, Stu, the stripper, the designated driver, all of us were bombed. I had to cab it home. Horrible morning, hungover as hell. A week later, I tell this story on a podcast, not thinking about it, all right? A week after that, my phone vibrates. It just says Stu. And I panic because I don't remember saving his number. I panic again because I don't remember saving the picture that pops up. Stu holding two doves like this. So I press ignore. He texts me, pick up, motherfucker. Hey, Stu, you made me sound like a piece of shit on that podcast. And I said, no, I didn't. I made you sound cool. And he goes, true. <laughs> That's all it took. That's how forgiving he was. I actually felt bad. Anyway, years later, I find myself on TripAdvisor because of my mom. And I'm looking up bad reviews I got. There's a few of them. So I start looking up some of my comedian friends. They get some bad reviews, too. I don't know why, but I thought to look up Stu. And he's got some bad reviews, believe it or not. One just said one star, Stu bombed our corporate event. <laughs> Will not have back. And I was like, hell no, Stu deserves better. So I left my own review. I just wrote five stars. This motherfucker runs Virginia Beach. 
Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for coming out. Thank you so much. Did we get it? Light it. in between we'll see I don't like made it special it's just me I'm the guy I don't like him summarizing our uh, our art like this we're frauds planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>